With the Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Talk Recorded live. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to Big and Free. A podcast for people who like a glass of wine. Sit back, relax, pour out a glass of favorite wine, and join our host, Mr. Dave A.C., for the next hour, while we enjoy some nice wine. And here he is now, a man who likes a good glass of red wine, your host, Mr. Dave AC. And welcome everyone, welcome. Again, it's still 2014, but we're nearly, well, a good way through January. So uh, the year has brightened up somewhat. Here in the UK, we're enjoying a little bit of a a brief respite from some of the stormy and bad weather we're having. But I realise that there are many places in the world that are suffering with things like that. So we won't dwell on that, if you will excuse me for so doing, because... um, we might be concentrating a little bit on weather next week because uh, next week, and let me get this out of the way quickly, that will be episode 124 of the Big and Fruity Wine podcast. Next week, we'll be concentrating on um, the Southern Hemisphere, wines from the Southern Hemisphere, because, of course, as we get to mid and late January, uh, their harvest should be fully underway. So we'll concentrate a little bit, not on all the Southern Hemisphere, but we'll try and... Uh, pick out some highlights and some basic information about how the 2014, could you believe it, the 2014 harvest is going down there. And um, But that's enough of next week. We're here to talk about this week. Uh, this is uh, the Big and Fruity Wine podcast, hosted here on the TalkShoe site. The call ID is double one double two seven two. You're most welcome to join me live. Yes, this is done live. I do it with uh, just a few notes, and I do it direct to microphone. And what you hear is what you get, as they say. Uh, Quite often joined in the room by Jorvik, who may well be joining me again today. And, of course, any other guests that wander in, who may just wander in on the text chat are on audio. I will just say to those people that do join me, uh, when they enter, don't be disappointed if you find that you can't text chat immediately uh, because we've had the odd interruption what I tend to do is uh, have people come into the show and if they stick around then I uh, allow text chat for them uh, once they've been here and obviously shown some sort of interest in the topic uh, that's the very nature of doing a live show where people can just um, drop in unannounced as it were and uh, not because it's any bother to me uh, other than the fact it sort of throws me off my game in terms of uh, having to do some sort of uh, uh, policing of the room rather than actually concentrate on what, dear listener, I'm here to, uh, is to talk about wine 
uh, for those people that are here to listen to it and those people listening to the recording later. So that's every Tuesday at 5 p.m. Eastern Standard Time, 10 p.m. if you're based in the UK like myself, and we'll go roughly for about 40 minutes, and we've gone a little bit longer when I've had someone else on audio, someone to bounce the conversation off. <clears throat> oh, what a great title. To, well, I thought it was a great title for today's episode, episode 123. The title is, I'm drinking all day. <laughs> oh, never mind this dry January business, I'm drinking all day. Well, actually, I'm not. In fact, I'm still being rather parsimonious uh, with my uh, self on drink. I'm probably only drinking half what I would normally drink. Uh, I'm drinking maybe just one bottle, maybe a bottle and a half in a week. So I, uh, I feel as though I'm doing rather well. I'm not going without uh, alcohol for the whole of January, although I must admit the first 10 days I've barely touched the stuff as I was under the weather with a little bit of a mug. But I'm drinking all day. It's a little bit of a pun because I'm drinking wine from Aldi, which is one of the cut-price supermarkets alongside places like Lidl here in the UK. And I've been persuaded by friends and family mem members that um, there are some bargains to be had in their wine department. So I... Uh, Footed it, as it were. Didn't go and do all my shopping there. Bought a little bit of shopping and explored their wine ranks. And um, I'll mention a little bit about that in a moment. So the wine I have is from Aldi. Gave me that great opportunity to have the title. I'm drinking all day. And uh, the episode notes for today, if you go to the WordPress blog, yes, there we have a bigandfruity.wordpress.blog site. And of course, on Facebook, we have a Big and Fruity Wine Podcast Facebook. And if you're on Twitter, it's Big and Fruity, all one word. So the episode notes, which I do put up, rather brief, but they are there nonetheless, is I'm drinking Aldi, but it's a pun. My wine is from the budget supermarket Aldi. Plus, how big is your glass? Yes, that's going to be one of the things we're going to be talking about as we go on today. Well, Let's talk about the wine. First of all, I have it to hand. I have it poured out. The bottle was opened, ooh, actually, about an hour, well, nearer to two hours ago now. Um, and it is from Aldi, as just mentioned. And it's from what is called the Exquisite Collection. It's uh, a Shiraz. It's South African source Shiraz uh, for 2012. It, um, let me just check the price. It is at a reasonable, very reasonable price of £5.99. It's 14% by alcohol. And um, it, it has been an award winner. I think the 2011, this is 2012, I think the 2011 uh, got quite a lot of um, plaudits. In fact, um, there's, there were certainly 12 months ago quite a few little... Uh, comments about Aldi being quite um, a little um, place to go and search out one or two little gems of wine. Anyway, we'll talk about that in a moment. Let's just um, put the TwitPic link. Well, it's not TwitPic link. Remember, the pictures now in Twitter are sort of inline pictures as they were. So I put a URL in the room. Remember, if you go to Google, put chatgabber in, get, go to com. 
and you put in call series double one double two seven two, then find episode one two three. You will find all the notes that I put in the room. But I'll just read it out once briefly. It's twitter.com forward slash big and fruity forward slash status forward slash and here's where the long number comes in uh four two five seven two uh seven one two eight nine three six nine four double four zero six four one forward slash photo forward slash one and there you can see a bottle of the um the bottle I have to hand and um let me have a little smell, a little taste, and then we'll see what we think. Well, actually, there's not an awful lot on the nose. These are actually a little bit unsettling. There's a little bit of a sweet element coming from it. I, I've got a, a feeling this is going to be a little bit uh, sweeter than my red wine taste usually stretches to. But I'm not getting an awful lot other than that. Let's have a taste. A little, maybe a little bramble on the nose. Well, I am getting dark fruit. I'm making a little bit of spice. I'm getting a reasonably long finish, but I'm getting also a little bit of sense of sweetness, a little bit, a little bit of fermentation going on in the bottle, maybe. It's got a very, very slight fizz on the tongue. Very, very slight. Let me have another taste. Mm. That is a little bit disappointing. I've got a feeling this is... The sugar levels are just slightly out on this. Um... And it's not got that rich depth that I was hoping for, hoping for, and that indeed is in promised on the label. Let me read what it says on the back label, <clears throat> and then we'll go to the um, couple of sites where it's mentioned. Powerful, attractive, with succulent black cherries, ripe black plum fruits, and blackberries. Mouth filling and supple. This beautifully rich wine with traces of licorice, sweet spice, and eucalyptus adding complexity and character to the intense dark fruits. The finish is long, super ripe and delicious. Well, it doesn't match that description. Maybe, maybe the 2011 vintage did. <coughs> maybe I'm just being hypercritical. Maybe I'm being snobbish about where I got it. I don't know, but to me... This just seems a little lighter than is described, a little less fruity and characterful than described, and it's got that little bit of um, lightness, that little bit of fizz, that little bit of uh, over-sweetness to my palate there. So I would say this is, um, dare I say it, not quite as intended by the winemaker themselves. But um, maybe... Um, it's something that fits the palates of many people that give it uh, a lot of uh, um, liking. I'm going to put a, a rather long URL in the room. Don't think I can read it all, but it's um, www.aldi, and Aldi spelled A-L-D-I, aldi.co.uk, and this is on their awards and endorsement page. And it mentions here, 
the um, South Australian Shiraz. Um, uh, it says, uh, winner of the 2013 What Food, What Wine uh, Award. Um, it's got a commended International Wine Challenge 2013. And it's got a decanter Worldwide Award Silver. That is flummoxing to me. Let me have another taste. Perhaps I'm wrong. Maybe this will open out. I am getting the dark black fruit. I am getting black cherries. I am getting the um, the little bit of licorice, but I'm not getting and, and a little bit of spice. But I'm not getting them in spades. Um, I expected a lot more punch, a lot more, you know, Heathcote Shiraz type of quality to this. Let me read what it says on the page. Oh, by the way, it does also say it's a slight blend. It's not 100% Shiraz. So it's 8 to 7% Shiraz, 9% Cabernet Sauvignon, 3% Duif, that's D-U-R-I-F, and 1% Petit Verdot. Let's read what it says here. A deeply ingrained knowledge combined with an intimate understanding of the region has enabled the, only the best grapes to be sourced for this black Shiraz. Deep, now that's the word I'm having trouble with. Deep, dark, powerfully attractive, bulging. That's another word I'm having trouble with. Bulging with ripe black plum fruits, blackberries and succulent black cherries. Beautifully rich and weighty. Now there's another word I'm having trouble with, weighty. Beautiful, rich, with oh, with weighty yet soft layers of licorice, creamy chocolate, sweet spice, and traces of a eucalyptus gum. The finish is long, intense, super ripe, and delicious. Again, intense. I'm having problems with that. I'm going to have to have another taste because, um, to me, it's not matching that description. It's nice. I can see where they're getting the descriptors from, but to me, it's it, it's underpowered somewhat, and it's not not reaching those depths that were promised from the description. Maybe this particular one. Maybe that. Remember, when you do get these awards, um, it it can be for over a couple of vintages, and I've got a feeling that may well be that the 2011 vintage was better and let's go to a neutral page to see if we can get any clarification here so i'm now on a page and this is the um the bald viveur.co.uk so www.thebaldviver.co.uk and i'll spell that out for you that's all one word that's C H E B A L D, then V I V E U R dot com, and uh, this is on their page, exquisite collection, South Eastern Australia Shiraz, 2012, the oldie Australian red. Right, let's see what this uh, gentleman says. Aldi's wine has been enjoying. Something of a good run in my house this year. Well, I, I absolutely agree with that. Uh, in terms of that's what I've been told. By the way, this is dated October 27th, 
2013 this article. The excellent everyday Toscana Rosso and the Sud de France wines being good examples. So there was some anticipation in this relatively premium offer. Coffee and a hint of chocolate on the palate with star anise, vanilla notes and red berry fruit but subdued turned down the mix. This is not a fruit bomb by any means. A touch of black currant on the nose with chocolate. Just a touch, yeah. Good vanilla strength at the finish, though, with a touch of sourness. The tannins are heavy and perhaps lacking a little poise. Right, here we come. Sadly, this wine has some promising traits, but is not very integrated. Not as good as some of the older range. Well, I think uh, I would agree with that. Um, I think I would agree with that in... Uh, and, um, so that sounds to me a very fair assessment of this wine. That's the Bald Viver. That's V-I-V-E-U-R. So um, I, I take that on board and maybe just maybe this little batch has just had a slight imbalance with the the sugar the just a little bit of um, extra fermentation has gone on i don't know it's just slightly missed that mark isn't it strange i give more time over to a wine uh, that I'm slightly displeased with. Uh, it's not unpleasant, don't get me wrong. It's just not fulfilling what it says on the label to my palate. Anyway, let's move on because we've been going 70 minutes and um, we've got a topic to talk about. So, yes, uh, we're going to talk about um, a couple of things now, again, that have been in the news, as I said from the notes, plus how big is your wine glass? Well, on the BBC site, uh, there's been... Um, uh, a news item, and this is from uh, uh, Scotland, the Scottish arm of the BBC. Let me put a URL into the room. It's um, call for wine to be served in 125 milliliter glasses. And the URL is www.bbc.co.uk forward slash news forward slash UK dash Scotland dash 258 three two seven five six now if you listen to some of my past episodes i've talked about this few times the fact that um when i was a, a younger person the standard size glass was 125 and the large was 175 milliliters currently the 175 is in most establishments considered the standard glass you would get if you ordered a wine and paid uh, five, six, seven pounds for a wine. And if you wanted um, a large glass, you will be presented by 250 milliliters. It comes to two of the old size, uh, one, two, five small glasses. And that is in essential one third of a glass, which is a little bit unfortunate for, I'm not suggesting that people should drink less, but if you go and, and, and there are three three girls having a night out or three or a mixed company, three having a night out, and you get three rounds, 
for those three glasses of wine, you bought a bottle of wine. And I can guarantee if you bought it by the glass, you've probably paid 21, 22, 23 pounds for those three glasses. Whereas if you'd bought a bottle of wine and just topped your glass up um, in a wine bar, you probably be, have saved at least uh, the price of one of those glasses. Uh, I've got a, a little audio clip from uh, this item on the news. Uh, this is, uh, by the way, very recent. It only went up um, earlier today on the um, BBC Scotland site. I was updated. Let me play a little clip that uh, is not uh, all the story, but uh, just over a minute of information. Here we go. That's it. Great. Lovely. Tackling Scotland's booze culture, the latest idea to make smaller measures of wine more widely available and help people control their drinking better. Many people end up going into a pub for a glass of wine and they're only offered a medium or a large size glass. And by introducing the smaller glass size, it allows people to make a more informed choice about the overall level of alcohol consumption. Smaller measures may sound like less income for pubs, but two small glasses will often cost more than one large, even though it's the same amount of wine. I think it's about giving customers a choice. Um, at the moment, a lot of pubs and bars don't give people that choice of one to five millilitres. We believe if they did, it would actually encourage business and ultimately be good for pubs as well. One large glass of wine can contain over three units of alcohol, which is more than the recommended daily intake for women. Yeah, we, already, we offer it anyway. I think that... Uh, going forward, over a period of time, I think it will make a much nicer environment where people are enjoying the drinks. And so instead of having one or two large glasses of wine, they're going to have three smaller glasses and that would be a lot less. Alcohol Focus says the move doesn't go far enough and it should be compulsory, not voluntary, for licensed premises to offer smaller measures of wine. Maura Kinneborough reporting Scotland, Edinburgh. That's uh, Maura Kinneborough uh, reporting there, as it says... Um, uh, and the, the text on the page is um, Scotland's licensed premises are being urged to promote smaller measures of wine to help customers drink more re responsibly. And of course they're launching this in January which is usually the month when people are perhaps trying to cut down. The Scottish Government has launched a campaign to make the 200 uh, tw uh, the and sorry, the 125 millilitre measures more widely available. And I think that I, I would support that. It's one thing, you know, uh, necessarily promoting it and persuading people they should, but the fact that the choice isn't there for them. And it's not you saying, well, what's, what's the issue? They, they can use measuring uh, little devices, little tumblers, and they can put 125 into a 175, a 250 glass. Now, I've been to places where uh, they do that, where they, they basically use the standard size, and then they pour in the amount of wine that you want, the the, the 175 or the 250. And I must admit, when you come to your table, you feel slightly aggrieved because you see, you think you're being shortchanged. You feel as though, you know, the, uh, the, uh, the, the, the landlord has stayed his arm somewhat. Much better to have whichever size you order, to have a glass that looks sort of two-thirds to three-quarters full, albeit a smaller glass. Anyway, <laughs> that's just my psychology hand there, I'm sorry to say. Now, um, there's, um, it tells you that um, if you go to a different page, and I think um, I will um, put the URL to this different page because there's more for you to go uh, and read should you so be moved to do. Um, and I'll read a little bit of it. And um, that is this. It's um, www.bbc.co.uk forward slash news 
forward slash UK dash Scotland dash South dash Scotland dash two eight five two five eight. Sorry, let's read read that again. BBC.co.uk forward slash news forward slash UK dash Scotland dash South dash Scotland dash two five eight two five eight three five. And the title of this page, if you want to put it into the BBC search, is Scottish Pubs Urge to Offer 250 Milliliter Wine Measures. <clears throat> and there's more information there, and I think there's a longer clip that you can watch. Um, uh, Public Health Minister Michael Matheson said 250 milliliter measures should be made more widely available. The Scottish Government and the drinks industry have joined together to promote a voluntary campaign for more responsible drinking. Uh, tackling Scotland's difficult relationship with alcohol was one of the government's key priorities. Pubs and bars often only sold wide in what's now classed as medium, that's the 175ml, and large 250ml measures. That meant that people could end up drinking more than they realised. And um, there's also... Um, on the first one, I um, let me have a got. Uh, ah, no, it's from another one. Yes, I, I want to just quickly go back to an earlier BBC one because this relates to the advisory. This is from the health site doing this. I'm sorry we keep. I feel as though I'm trying to balance or square the circle between having a podcast about alcohol and yet trying to give people some background information as to. To whilst they're enjoying their wine, they do have to to be aware that there may be um, uh, concerns or um, uh, limitations that they themselves want to 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 use in their their lifestyle going forward. So this is www.bbc.co.uk forward slash news forward slash health forward slash two one five eight five. Uh, 865 read that one more time bbc.co.uk forward slash news forward slash health dash 2158656 now I have referred to this page before so I'm not going to read the actual content other than the um, the drinking levels advice uh, that we, we've said before um, um, one small glass of wine and one half pint of beer at three and a half the beer at three and a half percent equals one unit the current advice and what has been standing for some time now is women three units a day men four units a day and with the addition of recommended limit if over 65 women and men one and a half units a day and that's the source from the Royal College of Psychiatrists. So that's the information that I've been covering on uh, this latest um, uh, initiative from Scotland. Okay, uh, we want to do um, uh, uh, one little um, news item about um, that's also been on, and this is to do with um, uh, medicines and alcohol. And then we've got one little wine fact, and that, of all things, is about gout. And we're at the 27-minute mark, currently just myself in the room. So I think I'll have a little sip of wine, and we'll go on to that little next phase of today's call.
So let me just um, clear out these um, pages that I've uh, mentioned already. Uh, helps me to um, clarify where I've been and where I'm going. So just to remove those. Oh, by the way, yes. Uh, one thing I was just going to say regarding um, Aldi. I didn't just buy one bottle. So I will be trying, maybe on the live call, uh, not too sure, but I've got a, a, re, a Baron Amarillo Rioja Reserva. I bought that for six twenty nine from um, Aldi. And um, let me just put the link in the room to that one because that also is um, an award-winning wine. Uh, should have done that a little bit earlier. Apologies for bringing that now, but it's not a wine I'm drinking tonight and not a wine I have yet experienced. But I put the long link in there, and that is from www.aldi.co.uk, and this is Award Endorsements page again. And this is a wine that um, is um, won the I IWSC Bronze Award for 2013. It won the Decanter Worldwide Awards Recommended, and the Rioja Masters Reserva drinks business bronze um so um and we'll mention about that maybe on another episode but it says um lush rich and dominated by red fruits that lead to hints of blackcurrant and cherry perfectly balanced with fine vanilla oak spices with complexity warmth and intrigue to the intense fruit so actually uh i'm almost wishing i was drinking that tonight a classic rioja reserva so uh, we'll talk maybe about that if I'm drinking that on uh, next week's show. But um, I may have succumbed and already had um, that before then. Okay. Um, uh, I've got another article. Again, we're going back to the BBC. Uh, amazing, actually. I know I refer to the BBC a lot, but I was reading... Um, an article in my Sunday paper that's saying that um, a staggering, staggering number of people uh, use the BBC, either through its world service, its um, news programme, uh, its internet access, or the radio, or whatever it happens to be. It's literally something like 1 in 12 of the world's population uh, access BBC content, uh, presumably because they feel as though it's a trusted source of information anyway let's see what we're looking at now we're looking at an item posted on the um, 15th of uh, uh, january that was um, the day after we did last week's call so um, and this is um, by uh, smitha mudadasa i apologize so i'm going to read that out it's smith smith with an a for the first name so that's smitha and then the surname is m u n d ASAD um, and it's alcohol therapy medicinal drinking through the ages and um, we've got um, a little audio clip again about this and this is to do with um, audio, uh, alcohol therapy as well so let's um, just find the uh, bit about audio therapy um let's go back to the page and this is um just over a minute and this is not all of the clip 
Alcohol has been used for many thousands of years in medicines and this goes right back to the ancient Egyptians, the ancient Greeks and the Romans who were using spirits in particular to dissolve substances in that wouldn't otherwise dissolve or alternatively to just so that they had good keeping power. So one of those is um, absinthe. Um, so absinthe comes from wormwood, which is a member of the Artemisia genus of plants. It was used to help digestion and it was also used for intestinal parasites. So if people had roundworms or tapeworms or anything like that, then um, wormwood was thought to be a very good remedy against that. The other type of alcoholic drink that has often been seen as health-giving in history is wine. And, of course, the Romans introduced wine to Britain. But then, somewhat later, people started writing about the health-giving benefits of wine. And one of these was Roger Bacon. And he encourages people to drink wine to improve their health. He says it will preserve the stomach, strengthen the natural heat, help digestion, defend the body from corruption, carry the food to all the parts, and concoct the food till it be turned into the very blood. Okay, there are actually um, two, two, two links here. There's the, the one on the health, which is um, the last drop, the history of alcohol in uh, medicine. And I think that was the, the, the actual link where the video came from. So let me put that URL in the room and read that one out. Because um, the two articles, basically one is an extension of the other. So it's bbc.co.uk forward slash news forward slash health dash um, 257-31339. Uh, and that's where um, I think you can catch the, uh, the the clip uh, there that I just played. And um, there's also a, a, an image uh, on one of those two sites which... Um, uh, talks about um, they go on to talk about um, um, information about um, from old books about it. Um, let me have a look. Where is it? Or it will then preserve the stomach, strengthen the natural heat, help digestion, defend the body from corruption, carry the food to all parts, and concoct the food to be turned into very blood. It also cheers the heart, the very countenance with red, and makes the tongue voluble, begets affluence, is that, and promotes good and profit. <laughs> so a lot of information there on, um, on that. And that is Roger Bacon uh, in his writings talking about that in the 13th century. Uh, it's one of the earliest leather-bound books displaying a translation of the work of Roger Bacon, a 13th-century English philosopher and writer on alchemy and medicine. So there's an awful lot there to read on those. And I'm just checking the time. And I think I will let, leave you to go and check those sites out yourself as I just clear those. And just mention um, that if you want to know a little bit more about history uh, of alcohol and drink, um, there's um, an article here by Alex um, Clamoring, and this is from uh, the 2nd of July 2011, and it's uh, on the Bar Life UK site, www.barlife.com site, uh, and the title is, um, 
Let me see if that's gone in the room yet. Let me just copy it and paste it one more time. Um, get it there. There we go. I think that's got it. Yeah. Drink to your health, the history of alcohol and medicine. And again, I'll just read a little bit about it and uh, maybe you will go and uh, go and check. Let's read from a little bit down the page. Alcohol-based herbal remedies. One of the most famous practitioners of alcohol-based herbal remedies was the father of modern medicine, Hippocrates. The one that the doctors make, the Hippocratic Oath, of course, whose own special recipe for intestinal worms was known as the Hippocratum Vinum. Um, he was making a crude form of vermouth in approximately 400 BC using local herbs in wine. But herbal infusions took on a whole new level of potency once distillation was discovered. The, the higher proof spirit worked in more ways than one, acting as a solvent and allowing alkaloids and resins and volatile oils to be extracted, but also working as a preservative for the more fragile and fresher ingredients by inhibiting fermentation. So awful lot um, uh, 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 reading uh, on that page um, uh, about it. Um, and then, um, th then it goes on to about... Um, Oh, there's even a bit about Guinness down here. So have a read of that. Lots of information there. Okay, I'm going to leave that. Let me have a look, see. Oh, yes, there's one more page I want to link to before we go on our little uh, wine facts. Another item about gout, which won't be long. But this is um, from um, healthy.net, and this is the importance of alcohol in medicine. And again, this is just a link for you to go and check out yourself. It's www.healthy.net. Look out for the importance of alcohol in medicine by Francis, Francis Brinker, N.D. Hasn't got a date on when this went up. But um, let me read a little bit uh, from it. When considering alcohol, or more precisely ethanol alcohol, or ethanol, most people recognize its place in society as a common recreational drug. Few any longer associate the use with medicine, but developments of higher quality and concentrated alcohol was paralleled by advances in pharmacy through the ages. It is, a, it is second only to water in importance as a solvent in medicine and is used particularly to extract uh, active constituents from inert parts of crude drugs and it goes on and so on by the way in that little clip i've played before with the the lady talking she said that um uh parents who had young children who wanted to treat them had difficulty uh, finding um, medicines that were suitable for children because they had opium or laudanum in them uh, and so when alcohol was used as a substitute for that they didn't bat an eyelid at giving their children medicines to perhaps calm them down and make them sleep. When in actual fact, it was still, you know, 20% alcohol in that product. So it just shows you how uh, sensibilities change. But presumably, it was much more preferable than opium or laudanum in the medicine. 
Okay. Uh, oh, I've found one more last one here. Uh, again, I'll just briefly mention it so you can check it out yourself because we are coming up to the 40-minute mark here, and that is uh, Alcoholic Content of Cough and Other the Counter Medicines by David J. Hansen, PhD. And this is www.potsdam.education alcohol problems and solutions and um it uh, it goes starts with this and please go and check it out yourself alcohol is often a major component of cough syrups and other over-the-counter medications and preparations following is an alphabetical list of many medicines with a high alcoholic content it's important to be aware of how much alcohol your medicines contain laws against driving under the influence of alcohol while driving uh, do not distinguish between blood alcohol content that comes from drinking alcoholic beverages as opposed to from, medica- from medications are from that produced naturally in the body. They're all the same to the breathalyzer and in the eyes of the law. So just be aware of that one. Okay, we've just got a little bit to mention um, <laughs> one uh, I'm reading it, and it's not funny because I've had gout myself. Um, and we'll finish on this little piece, and that is again from the BBC News site: rates of gout in the UK soaring. This is January the sixteenth uh, of January, two thousand and fourteen. This is BBC um, uh, page from Health. Uh, let me read the URL, and again, I'll only briefly touch on the content. BBC www.bbc.co.uk forward slash news forward slash health dash two five seven four two four six seven and it shows a, a poor foot with a swollen large toe there and that's exactly where it hit me about three four years back when I had it um, I didn't want to take any medicines I actually uh, got the doctor to prescribe me a, a, a rubbing medication. Uh, to rub it on the outside because I, I don't have a I have a bit of difficulty in swallowing tablets. Anyway, the prevalence of gout traditionally associated with too much poor and an unhealthy lifestyle is soaring in the UK according to a study. One in forty people in the UK is affected according to an analysis of fifteen years of results in the Annals of Rheumatic Diseases Journal. The disease which particularly affects the overweight can be counted by lifestyle changes. But researchers say not enough people are getting access to medication. Gout is a type of arthritis caused by a build-up of uric acid in the blood. Crystals of sodium urate produced by the body can form inside the joints, they crystallize inside the joints, and cause sudden and severe pain together with swelling and redress. So please have a little read of that. Um, uh, there's a Richard Worries magazine story on being diagnosed with gout. Let me put a link into that, but I won't read anything about it. Uh, and that is dated from the 2nd of January. Uh, and that is, let me put the link in, gout, why I don't find it funny at all. Um Oh, yeah, just read the other Ah, yes, said the GP. It's probably gout. I almost burst out laughing. Gout? Isn't that something that affects ageing old soaks? Red-faced, Dickensian gluttons? 
paying the price for years of uncompromising excess? Well, apparently not. Read on, dear listener, and we'll stop there. And um, thank you for staying with me up to now. Yes, that's episode 123 of the Big and Fridgey Wine podcast. I'll be back uh, on the uh, 28th of the month, and we will be talking, as I said right at the beginning, a little bit about wines from the Southern Hemisphere and maybe finding out a little bit about the 2014 wine harvest. How it's progressing uh, are the the, uh, quantities, the quality. uh, Have we got any indication of what to expect from Australia, South America, uh, South Africa? Well, we shall see. But for now, I shall find my uh, pod safe jazz outro music and say thank you very much for listening this is Dave AC saying uh, bye until next week bye for now With the Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details.